Good day and welcome back, loyal listeners. Uh, Since last episode, since last taping, to no surprise, we've got more Patreon subscribers than you can shake a stick at. We have high expectations coming right at you. I mean, technically, you could only shake a stick at like three or four people at once, right? Like be very hard unless you got some unless you got people in like a line like if there's a mob of people and you're like on stage or in front of that mob i feel like you're shaking the stick at everybody right yeah i mean that that could be true that could very well be true and right now we've got an internet mob of patreon subscribers can't even keep up i mean our subscription department is working day and night that's what i hear that's the rumors going around that we got a $50 Patreon uh, subscriber last week. Uh, and a shout out to Zach Epley for uh, go ahead and uh, putting down that first $50 a monthly subscription. Uh, his He's going to get his FaceTime from Brad directly after this call. Not only that, but got called out, got name dropped on the opening of our podcast, which is what $50 will get you. Yep. So anyway, what are we talking about this week, Bradford? Speaking of rumors, uh, you mentioned uh, rumors for a segue. There were some rumors bubbling up uh, last week and pretty much confirmed today, right? Oklahoma, Sooners, and Texas are leaving the Big 12. Now, they say at the end of, what, 2025 when their uh, current agreement is up, but it's going to be sooner than that, right? They're going to the SEC. Yeah, let's before we get there, let's just recap kind of what's happened, right? Like, I mean, we can't just jump into when you know we got to just tell that we got to tell the folks what's going on, right? Well, what's going on? Well, they sent the letter today saying that uh, they will not be re-upping their grant of rights with the Big Twelve in 2025 after the 2024-2025 season. So, and Bob Bolfi, commissioner of the Big 12, is in discussions with them and somewhat in denial. Yeah, this is obviously <laughs> happening. Like, Texas and OU are going to the SEC. Um, and I would, I would say, like, based on how these things went in the past, like, probably next year, right? They're probably going to play in the 2022 or at, at the latest, the 2023 season in the SEC, right? I would think so. I mean, first of all, how great is this season going to be? I mean, all of those major stadiums in the Big 12 that Oklahoma and Texas have to go visit, and I say major stadiums tongue in cheek, they're going to get booed out of they're going to get booed out of Manhattan. They're going to get booed out of Manhattan, Kansas, and Ames, Iowa. All seven people still going to KU football games are going to be pissed. Well, Les Miles is still the coach there, right? No, dude, he got fired. Oh, yeah, you got canned. Yeah. Who's their coach now? Who knows? Who cares? I mean, like, Les Miles, it turns out, pretty much scumbag. Um, So we didn't talk about much of that on the podcast, but he is a scumbag. I forgot about that. That's awesome. I mean, not not, absolutely not awesome, but uh, (laughs) hilarious that that I forgot all about it. Um, yeah, he, uh, so he's gone, but yeah, uh, 
this we thought this was going to happen in 2010, right? We thought, like, I was listening to somebody today, and they were talking about, you know, I think it was Pete Thamel on their podcast. He was saying that uh, that they, like, the Pac-12 had, like, flown to, uh, like, Oklahoma State and had flown to Baylor and had gotten like paperwork signed or I don't know if it was Baylor at the time I can't remember who it was but um, they had gotten paperwork signed at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and then it all fell apart with Texas and the Longhorn Network but the reason this one's not going to fall apart is because nobody gives a shit about the Longhorn Network shockingly you can't you can't program something that people want to watch 24 hours a day about one college when really they only yeah. give a shit about one sport. So and well, yeah, and what twelve, thirteen days out of the year is all they care about. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that was uh, Texas, and they were all going to jump ship and go um, make it to Pac sixteen. Yeah. And this makes even more sense than that, right? If you're Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, I think makes and everybody in the SEC other than Texas A and M are got to be in favor of this you know yeah it's a no-brainer right i mean just like it would be a no-brainer if if texas and, and texas and oklahoma wanted to come to the big 10 it'd be a no-brainer right you know like you just do it and you take the extra paycheck um but you know i don't know i mean I, I, texas just hasn't been competitive in the big 12 the last Oh yeah, but they've been okay, right? I mean, they've been you know, like if I guarantee you, if we pulled up the Wikipedia of Texas's seasons in our lifetime, like other than though, like 2000 to like 2009, that kind of decade right there, in our 37, 38 years of being on this planet, Texas has probably been nationally relevant in like two of those seasons, right? From like 1985 to. 2021 you know other than the mac brown time they've just been okay you know they weren't they're anything special so really i think i feel like we just run around and everybody's catering to texas and i think they do this in basketball a little bit too everybody talks about what a great job texas is in basketball texas one of the top five jobs one of the top five jobs and it's like who's ever won there rick barnes went to one final four nobody else has ever won there now i think chris beard's gonna win a national championship there because i think he's that good but are we are we just completely overvaluing Texas? Yeah, no. <clears throat> You're right. So I did exactly that and pulled it up and I'm looking 1990 uh Texas went undefeated in conference, which was the Southwest Conference back then. They lost in the Cotton Bowl and were 10 and 2 and finished the year 11th and 12th in the polls. Since then, Mac Brown is the only coach well i guess tom herman so 2018 they they finished in the top 10 they finished they were 10 and 4 and they finished ninth other than that and they played that georgia team that did not give a shit in that sugar bowl remember sugar bowl exactly yep other than that remember bevo tried to kill uga yeah but they got to a sugar bowl right they took second in the big 12 they got to a sugar bowl so other than that you're right max brown's the only one that I mean, there's what, one, two, three, four, five. There were six years with Mac Brown where they finished in the top 10. Um, but it hasn't been since 09. You know, they haven't, they've had one year in the last 10, 15. And, so, that, and that year, I mean, you, you just said it. They were what, nine and four, 10 and four, something like that, that year. So they basically, they it, was, four, it, was, yeah. 
it was the equivalent of a Roy McElroy backdoor top 10 at the masters, right? He shot an 80 on the first day and then fought his way back and got into the top 10. That's what they did that season, right? Like they, they lost four games. When's the last time a four loss team has been relevant in college football, right? Like, I mean, yeah, other than no, Iowa State Cyclones, so they're, you know, the greatest football team in the history of the world with four losses or three losses or whatever the hell they had. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're just, I, I, I'm not disputing the fact that Texas is a football powerhouse as far as producing division one college athletes. I'm not disputing the fact that Texas is a great university. Uh, Texas has a fan base that'll bring, you know, I'm not disputing any of that stuff. I'm just saying like, like the fact that Texas has the power uh, has had the power two different times over the last 10 years to completely blow up a conference. It doesn't line up with the results from 1990 on the last 30 years. Not at all. So, yeah. And you, so, yeah. You, yeah. You look at, I mean, Oklahoma, maybe Oklahoma has a better, I mean, they're, they're the team from the big 12 that's getting into the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Oklahoma has, a better argument to make. They're going to compete in the SEC. Texas thinks they're at the same level as LSU and Georgia and Auburn and Alabama and stuff, but they're not, you know? Um, no. And I think they're I mean, those other teams out, aren't either. You, but you, you grouped, I can't believe you did this. It's Alabama and everybody else, right? I mean, it's Alabama yeah, but, and you can start grouping people. Like, I mean, it's in the, even in the SEC, it's Alabama it's everybody else, right? Like agreed, but I would still say LSU, Auburn, Georgia, I'd say even Florida probably looking back over the last 10, 20 years ha- all have more top 10 finishes Texas. than Texas. Now maybe Absolutely. that's because the SEC is always overrated. Um, but there, Texas ain't at the, ain't at that second tier level of the SEC. And you know, there, nobody's at Alabama's level in Texas. It's kind of like a Tennessee, right? I mean, they're they got the name and the brand bad. and the they're, tradition, but they haven't fallen off like Tennessee fell off. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think I think overall, it's it it, it makes it's it's the most logical move for Texas and Oklahoma, right? Like now that the playoffs going to go to twelve teams, like. And, and more to the fact, it just sounds like they don't want to play these schools anymore, right? Like, here's something that is that's important. Texas has a hundred thousand seat stadium, right? Oklahoma's got a ninety thousand seat stadium. It's hard to sell games out. Even Alabama struggles with selling games out when the opponent's not any good, right? And they play Texas and Oklahoma play each other at the Cotton Bowl every year. So that right. means they like the, the rest of their home schedule kind of like the rest of their home conference schedule is brutally bad every year, right? It's either you either go Oklahoma State, K State, Iowa State, and Texas Tech, or Baylor, TCU, Kansas, and whoever the hell else I'm missing. I don't even know whatever other you know also ran there is in that Kansas league. State, yeah, yeah. So Kansas State, yeah. So from that standpoint, you, you change that out and all of a sudden you go into the SEC and if they go to a pod system, they're going to play Oklahoma and Texas A&M and LSU every year, right? Or, well, not probably not LSU, probably Arkansas would be my guess because Arkansas was an old rival for them, right? Back in the Southwest Conference days. Um, yeah, so, Arkansas, and, and they're getting to play A&M again every year too. 
There you go. There's another one. I just said Southwest Conference days. So Texas blew up that conference, right, to start the Big 12. Texas and Oklahoma kind of spearheaded that. So Texas has now blown up over the last 30 years, has blown up three, has had the chance to blow up three conferences and has one national title and one national runner up. It just, it's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah. Um, I guess we could get to the kind of the fun, the the downstream effects, kind of the fun part for uh, for our listeners, right? Well, what's going to happen to the what's going to happen to the Big Twelve if Texas and Oklahoma do they poach another? Do they poach a couple American conference, a Mountain West team? What do, what do you think is going to happen to the Big Twelve? The conference is done. It's the old Big East, right? Once they lost, once the Big East lost Miami and Virginia Tech and Boston College, and then they lost Syracuse and Pitt, and then it kind of hung around for a little bit, and then poof, it was done, right? Like you, you can't lose, you can't, and and this is any conference, right? This isn't just the Big Twelve, you know, like if. If the ACC tomorrow lost Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and Miami, like those other eight teams or ten teams, don't bring anything don't don't bring anything of value to the table. If tomorrow Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan walked out the door, I was in the same boat as Iowa State's in right now, right? Now the difference is you've got a hundred years of history, and there's more to those conferences than just football. Whereas the SEC, the Big 12, are specifically football leagues, right? They are designed for football with nothing else that holds these schools together. So the SEC has more success, more more premier programs, therefore a tighter bind. The Big 12, who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, the Texas guy said it best, right? When the, the what was the quote? Uh, um, the anonymous Texas source, what, you know, what, do, what's going to happen to these other teams in the big 12? Well, unfortunately we just don't care about that, <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. And, and why should they really, I mean, I, if yeah. you're, and the same thing would be true if Ohio state were to jump ship from the big 10 and say, go to the sec, they're not going to care about anybody else in the big 10. Right. And mm-hmm. Why, why would you, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't, I don't blame them at all for that, but it will be interesting. Um, the, the two teams that interest me as the big 12 leftovers, I would say Kansas just because of Kansas basketball. Absolutely not. No, but there, I'm just saying it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And then the other one, of course, is the historically strong, top 10 football program in the nation, your Iowa state cyclones down there by you in the big city. I mean, the big 10's gotta be ringing Jamie Pollard's phone right now. Doesn't he try to get a, a prestigious school like that in the conference when, yeah. when they're up when they're a free agent? Yeah. He just, you, there, nothing says football power. I mean, the, the people in Des Moines have lost their freaking minds, right? Like Iowa state fans in general have lost their minds. <laughs> like People everywhere have lost like, their minds, but it definitely, yeah, definitely like, it, sure it's almost down in your neck of the wood. It, it's almost like, it, it's almost like, uh, 10 years ago, there wasn't a team that played in the same conference as Iowa state that, um, had a significant, national prominence um that actually was in the big 12 championship game the year before they moved to the to the big 10 it's almost like it's almost like they didn't move to the big 10 and become a complete fucking afterthought like like 
these guys like it's just I, I I've heard people say like well you know we would be able to compete with Ohio State and Michigan right away and it's like what are you smoking like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, exactly. like so what are you talking about you haven't beat us in six in six or seven years six calendar years five straight games like we're just okay like you know <laughs> it's 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 it blows my mind like they think that well, here's the other part of it. it it's never gonna happen right like i will eat i'll say this on the i said this in a text message i will eat a bowl of poop if iowa state is ever in the big 10 like we'll film it we'll put it online for our subscribers i will eat a bowl of poop <laughs> Good like God. that's how confident I am that Iowa State will never be in the Big Ten. And and speaking of Kansas, why? Like, yeah, their basketball team's great. That's awesome. Cool. P- schedule a home and home in a or, you know schedule a non conference series with them when yeah, they're true. playing in the Mountain West or the you know wherever the hell they're going to end up or the AAC probably. But um, but can you imagine? Like, why would you want to play? Like, if you got stuck in the same division as Kansas and had to play Kansas every year in football, like. If it was in Iowa City, I'm not going. I'm not going to watch that. And if it's in Kansas, I'm probably not even watching it on TV. I'm probably going to go out to the golf course or something that day. Like, there is no value in Kansas football. So, there, there's just – there's nothing – Baylor just won the national championship in basketball. And their football team's mm-hmm. been, you know, inside the top 15, what, a handful of times in the last 10 years and they have no, and and they have no seat at the table. Like they're just, there isn't the value for all these schools is artificially propped up by the top end teams. And this goes for Iowa too. If, you know, like I said, this is, I'm not pretending that I was any different than these guys. Like as soon as those, as soon as you're not attached to those teams, like that money's gone. I, I saw one, uh, one estimate today was that the remaining Big 12 schools might be worth $9 million a year, and they were getting 35 right? So that eliminates – I mean, if, if if you go try to cut $26 million a year out of your budget every single year, right? Like, yeah. How, how do you survive? Yeah. So in the history of the world, Iowa State football has finished the season – Ranked in the top 25, how many times, Drew? In the history of the world. I think once. Three times, actually. Uh, So Earl Bruce in 1976, they went 8-3 and and finished ranked 19th and 18th. They were in the Peach Bowl, right? Yeah, they lost the – or no, yeah, they lost the Peach Bowl. And then McCarney – 2000 was uh, they won the Insight Bowl against Pittsburgh and finished ranked 25th and 23rd. And then last year they went nine and three in a COVID season with a loss to Louisiana Lafayette and beat four and two Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, 25th ranked Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl and finished number nine. And because of that year, the Big Ten have to take them. The big time would be stupid to leave them on off the table. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. There's no oh, reality awesome. in anything There's here. No reality. Um, they're a There's... year removed. They're a year removed from getting the doors blown off in the Camping World Bowl by Notre Dame. You remember that? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just these these people are ridiculous. But what else is new? Uh, you know, that's Iowa State for you. 
Yeah, I mean, we we've we've had these seasons too, right? Where everything goes your way. I mean, obviously, Iowa's had a much longer history and a much better history, and is a better and is hand head and shoulders a better football program. But like, I I they they don't fully understand that these years, the good years happen like on a thread, right? Like they. They're two plays from going off the off the off the rails. You know, you could go back to 2010 for Iowa, and you know we were what seven and five that year, and like get a fourth down stop against Ohio State, and there's not a fake punt against Wisconsin, and we might have been in the Rose Bowl, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, these these things are so they're so close when you don't have the overwhelming talent, like seven and five and. 10 and three are not too far off talent wise. It's a, it's a bounce here or there, but then going from that next step to the top is insanely hard when you don't have the, just the raw talent, like which they don't have and which we don't have all the time. Right. So it's just, it's, yeah. it's just, it's frustrating to listen to people who don't have any idea what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, well, try, and try and to claim back to your, yeah. Back to your statement that they'd compete with Ohio State right away and that, you know, all you ever hear about is how weak the Big Ten West is and all this. And it's like, on the other hand, your team has gotten beat five years in a row from by a team that can't even win the Big Ten West, right? right. You know, yeah. like we can't even get past Wisconsin. And so what tells you that you're even going to be, you know, how yeah. are they, you know. they're going to be battles with Nebraska and they're not going to, they're going to get killed by Wisconsin. You know, I mean, we do every other year. It's like, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's just not reality. Like I said, no, but. it's it's not, but the other part that's, that's even dumber is that a conference is going to make that type of decision based on a right quote unquote rising football t- program. Like, one you don't year, make yeah. that decision. Like, yeah, they could point to Rutgers and be like, well, Rutgers got in the Big Ten. It was a different time. It was strictly to get um, cable TV um, subscriptions, right? So it, what do you bring? You know, Rutgers could say we're going to bring X amount of millions of dollars a year. What is, what is Iowa State bringing? They're not even bringing that. So, yeah, it's yeah, just it's, they're gonna it's bring, They're going to claim they bring the Des Moines, Iowa market, which the Hawkeyes bring basically, right? Or just as much of it as Iowa State does. And it's the Des Moines, Iowa market. Like in the grand scheme of the Big Ten, who cares probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we do because we're here. And then two, I think it's going to be, I hope that the Big Ten is a little more patient with their move because we don't want to pick up another Rutgers, right? Right. Like I hope right. that's how the Big Ten office is thinking about this, that Rutgers and even Maryland to a certain extent, I'd I'd, even the, even I'd Nebraska. Be, I'd, I'd be down giving them up. Even Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. Like the teams the Big Tens have picked up, what what are they bringing you? Maryland basketball, but again, that's not not what this is about. And Rutgers and Maryland are way over there on an island and Nebraska's pretty much on a Western Island and they ain't bringing you anything. Well, to be honest with you, all of the conference realignment that's happened, right? Like since, uh, since Nebraska came to the big 10, I'm not counting like Miami to the ACC or when Florida state, I'm talking like 
since, you know, since Nebraska to the Big Ten, which I believe was like 2010, 2011, somewhere in that time frame, right? Maybe 2012, I don't know for sure. But, um, like, what what school going to another league has really, like, made that league better? Like, A&M's just, eh, whatever, you know, yeah. in the SEC. Missouri. Missouri and the SEC had a you know, and year, to a, right? They had been, an okay year. Yeah, they were they went to a uh, they went to a SEC championship game, but you know it's not like they moved the needle. Uh, Colorado in the big tw- in the Pac-12, eh. Utah's Utah. been Utah's been pretty decent, you know, but they don't competitive. Yeah, but, but again, not moving the needle. Yeah, so until this swing here, like the, these things have been kind of just you know so so doesn't really mean anything. You're just getting more inventory. This is a big one. So I, if I was a Big Ten, I, I, I wouldn't go fast like you, like you said. I wouldn't go fast, but I would, I would think about making a big move, right? Like, how can we counter a big move? And I don't know if you want to stay. I, if you want to stay, I think, I think the, I think the only play there's two plays, right? You either one do nothing because Notre Dame's not joining the league, so I'm not counting them. Like everybody keeps talking about Notre Dame joining the league, that the SEC approached Notre Dame, ESPN approached Notre Dame about the SEC. Here's why Notre Dame is not joining a league because they want to play a non-conference or they want to play, be an independent play all over the country because that's how they recruit students, right? They recruit students through their football program. So it's bigger than just the, just getting X amount of dollars from the football program or, you know, to the, to the athletic department. It's also not a public university, so they don't have to fight the battle of, well, our school shouldn't have to pay for sports, right? Where public universities, all those athletic departments need to be, you know, self-funded and all blah, blah, blah. So Notre Dame will go play a game in Ireland against Navy. And it's not to play a game in Ireland. It's to have Notre Dame in Ireland for a week to recruit students that way. They'll go play in Boston, in San Antonio for their Sam- Shamrock series because they want to they do that stuff. They want to go play Stanford. There's a reason they don't play Purdue anymore, but they still play Stanford, right? They play Stanford yeah, and USC exactly. West. So Notre Dame's never going to yep. join a conference, right? Um, I'm not going to go as far as the bowl of poop thing with the Notre Dame in a conference, but I will go ahead <laughs> and say that, say that I don't think they will join a conference. But so that, I don't so that, know that I'd ever say never, but yeah, the, the the way Notre Dame joins a conference is if the whole NCAA changes, you know, if the whole NCAA yeah. landscape changes, then and there's one big super conference of. BCS schools or something, Notre Dame's probably going to want a piece of that right. or be a, right. know, that makes but, sense. But yeah, you're you're right. They're not going to join the Big Ten uh, any time in the foreseeable future. Right. Correct. Correct. So that leaves basically two options in my mind. One, do nothing. Right. Your TV contract runs out here at the end of the, uh, at the end of the 2022 season. You re up with Fox for whatever. You get a pay raise, school, and you you just move forward. The other option is to think real big, and I told you this before, and I think I've seen it a couple places now, is to USC and UCLA both said they weren't going to um, put their rights in with the Pac-12 after they, after their grant of rights expires, right? So head out there, USC, UCLA, um, Oregon, Washington. I like Colorado and Utah because I think those are cool trips and like and they they meet the you know the AAU institutions. They both have medical schools. They both, you know, flagship universities, of states. Like I think those six together would be awesome. You can make the case for Stanford and Cal um, as well to replace any of those. So you bring those you bring those six in, 
you go to a 20 team league and now you are the you are the national conference right the sec is a regional conference you're a national conference and i think that would be the only thing for me that would i mean it would be logistical nightmare you know but but yeah but you know if you could figure that out to me that would be the that would be the only thing that i would say is worth doing yeah and i i've seen i've seen some of that which first of all i absolutely love everybody telling me how they would like you know how the big 10 should do this right like it's like uh, nobody cares. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, it's fun to think about, but like I don't need to hear your plans. You know, Jeez, um, sorry. I mean, we're doing a podcast. We got to talk about something. I'm no, I know. Here. I'm not saying. Jeez. I'm just saying everybody else that's telling me, you know, how these conferences should line up and do all this, and it's like, yeah, okay. Reminds me of the Sim City days on my Super Nintendo. But um, the way I can see what you outlined working is if you almost treat them like two separate conferences and you have crossovers, you know, you have maybe two crossovers that one at the end start of the year, one at the end or something, you know, to, um, that they're going to be long trips. And then you bring the two conferences together for the Rose bowl, which is the quote unquote conference championship or something. Right. And do mm. your, your nationwide conference, like you said, and the Rose Bowl every year is a huge deal. You know, the two best, the best from the West and the best from the traditional Big Ten states meet in the Rose Bowl, you know, kind of bring back some of that tradition or whatever. That would be cool for me. Um, and and I think piques my interest more than, um, than, you know, getting to Kansas or even going out and trying to get a Virginia and a North Carolina or something and, yeah. and poaching a few ACC schools. It's like, eh, like, um, where that, that for, for a fan of a traditional big 10 team, bringing in the West coast and making the Rose bowl part of it and meaning a meaningful part of it would, would, would tinkle would would tickle my would tickle my bones, you know. <laughs> Couldn't stick it any better than tickle my bones. This is why <laughs> this is why we're amateurs. This is why we're amateurs. amateurs. You, you got a whole point to like I just let you roll on your <laughs> I laid out, <laughs> was waiting for you to stick the landing and you went with tickle my bones. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, and the other thing, I don't know how you do this, but man, I would just love to see Iowa play Nebraska in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I'm sure we can figure it out. I'm sure we can figure <laughs> it out. But uh, no, uh, like you, you did make a point where you said, you know, like all these people telling me, you know, this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. This, this, uh, this whole conference realignment is just leads into my like everybody's an idiot on twitter right oh, and just yeah. like it's yeah. just like everybody's just saying. like an idiot like anybody that like goes to uh any type of web twitter or like a, a message board or anything like that these people just like they lose all sense of reality somehow so we hear about texas and oklahoma what like last thursday night and it is yeah it has progressed far enough that it was a done deal and nobody ever heard of it right like nobody had any clue and it was done. And then, and then we find out they've been working on it for six months. So this thing takes some time, right? This is a major business deal. This is, we're talking millions of dollars. Like we're talking like 
travel, logistics, you know, the television Dude. deals, all this stuff. It is a major, major business deal. So this stuff gets announced Thursday, Friday, and all of a sudden Saturday, it's like Kansas and Oklahoma State, Big Ten, done deal. What? Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you oh, talking yeah. about? How? You know, uh, well, Jamie Pollard's already talking to Iowa State, or always ta- already talking to the Big Ten. No, he's not. Like, no, he's not. Like, you know, like, yeah. Well, the AAC is moving fast to get these schools. Well, I'm sure they are, but guess what? Like, it, it just took six months to get like the most no-brainer of no-brainer deals done, right? Texas and Oklahoma to the and the other part I love here is the, you know, where was the Big Ten? The Big Ten was asleep at the wheel. Oklahoma and Texas reached out to the Big Ten, and Kevin Warren's office told them, "Oh, blah, 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 no, we're not interested." One, there's no way Texas has any interest in playing in a Northern conference. Like they barely yeah. want to go to Kansas and Iowa state during the, you know, they had like a deal in the, like the big 12 that they only played Texas schools in November. Right. Like they had yeah. that deal. They didn't play above you know, past Oklahoma in, in, in the winter. So there's no way they wanted to do that. Like all these rumors, none of them make any sense when you think about them for half a second, but everybody just believes everything. Just, Oh shit! Kansas scheduled a call with the Big Ten. That's moving quick. Like I honestly, there's no reason for Kansas to be in the Big Ten at all. Like if you think about it logically, for one second, there's no reason. And people just ran with, "Oh, that makes sense." Some guy on Halo says he hears that Oklahoma State's Oklahoma State's got to deal with the Big Ten already. Two days ago, Oklahoma State said they were blindsided by Texas and Oklahoma, yeah, and they had enough time to put together a deal with the Big Ten conference. Like, get out of here. Over the weekend, not only yeah. two days ago, but over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's hilarious, and it it um in the summer, a weekend in the summer, and, a weekend in July. Yeah, we, yeah, weekend in the dog days of summer. Uh no, and what you when you hear that they've been talking about this for six months, and then Texas A and it's and it's basically to the point where we're finalizing it, so we have to let Texas A and M know, and then they <laughs> the and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, there's a release in a, you know, a leak, and it's like, okay, that makes sense because they're like I said, they're the one school in the SEC that doesn't want to lose being the only Texas school in the SEC, right? So, but but you're absolutely right. And then all of that was kept quiet like for six months, but then Kansas and you know, I mean, somebody in Kansas probably wants the Big Ten to call, but it hasn't happened, know. you know. So these people, and the problem is, reporters now will just throw whatever on Twitter on just one hint, right? They'll just kind of throw out a seed on Twitter, and then the other problem is, you got all these people that aren't even reporters just throwing whatever out there, and it getting it. passed along, and yeah, and. Somewhere along the game of telephone, a group of people believe it. And it's just it ridiculous. My mind. Yeah, like yeah. Steve Dace is bigger 10 or whatever the hell they are. They were saying that Penn State might be leaving. Somebody said that Ohio State and Michigan were approached by the SEC. Yeah. And, you know, and and, and I, I'm, I'm not I'm not dumb enough or naive enough to, you know, to. To think that there isn't somebody out there trying to put together like a super league type college football thing. Right. But yeah, at the end of the day, like these schools want to win too. So you can't just have the 18 best teams playing against each other. And all of a sudden, you know, Michigan goes from being nine and three every year to two and to two and 12, you know, like, cause they're playing the, the best teams, you, you know, like there's a reason that 
the SEC doesn't kick out the Mississippi schools and Vandy yeah, and, and Vandy, yeah, and Kentucky and like South Carolina. There's a reason they don't kick those teams out so they can bring in you know the best of the best. Like you, you still need some people to beat, you know. Like so, yeah. yeah it's just none of it. it all you would have to do is think logically about this stuff for 30 seconds. You know, it's, I mean, it's just like any conspiracy theory though. You, they, they typically fall apart when you ask a single question, right? Like, you know, like, Hey, yeah. what, is there a, is there a basement in that pizza parlor? No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's a problem for your theory. Right. Just like, you know, like why would Kansas just ex- give me one reason why Kansas would be in the big 10. They got a good basketball team. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, Nebraska. I've been, asking, I've been asking the question, you know, this is a whole nother podcast, but I've been asking the question, what's underneath the Denver airport for years? And no one's been able to give me an answer. So I don't think it's the Denver airport. <laughs> but uh, we're going to no, be there. We're flying into Denver in September. We're going to go to Breckenridge for a few days. Oh, boy. Yeah. Check yeah. it out for me. See if you can get down there. I will. I'll see what I can do. I've got some <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous. And I I would say Ohio State. You know, what's in a move to the SEC for Ohio State when you think about it? You know, like the Big Ten as is just as rich as the SEC or very close, right? Ohio State is dominating the Big Ten and doing so. And keeping their prestige because it's, you know, a deeper conference than the Big 12 is. I mean, they're basically like the Oklahoma of the Big 12 lately and and have a ticket to the college football playoff. But yet they're they're getting the money that Oklahoma is jumping to the SEC to get, you know. So what that, that's where. The super conference conversation, yeah, I'm sure that that's somebody's idea and maybe been tossed around, but well, I'm sure ESPN. I'm sure ESPN would love it, right? I mean, if ESPN could have, if ESPN could develop some type of super conference where they're going to have 24 teams in it, they can guarantee 12 games every weekend against the top 24 schools in the country, the top 24 biggest names in the country every week, right? Like, yeah, true. You pay for that because people are going to watch that, right? But the other part that ESPN is not really thinking about is that people will just watch football, right? Like people watch the Gasparilla Bowl, like people watch the Bahamas Bowl, and nobody's you know, like, I mean, like part of that is that like people are at home around the holidays and just nothing else is on. But you know, I think sometimes we get we we get a little crazy on this stuff. But um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think the Big Ten is probably going to do nothing, right? I think the ACC is probably going to do nothing. I think those eight Big 12 teams will probably add Cincinnati and Houston and BYU and Boise and try to claim to be a power five and they'll get $10 million a year for their TV deal. And, you know, Oklahoma and Texas will pay 75 million a piece and get out of their, get out of their deal and start playing in the Big 12 sooner than we think, or in the SEC SEC sooner than we think. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on that? We went pretty long on that. Yeah, we did go pretty long. Let's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm Let's sure this skip. is going to be something that continues. Uh, it's not like, it's not like this can be the last time we're talking about conference realignment, I'm sure, but let's, let's, skip let's the talk Olympic about, stuff. let's call it good. No Olympics. I mean, what do you got? To, what do you got to talk about on the Olympics? Um, we can just real quickly 
I've kind of come to the realization that like, I'm not really into the Olympics, you know, like, I mean, the track and field I'll watch and stuff, but I just, uh, I don't know, like in the basketball, I'll watch the basketball and everything, but like the swimming and the gymnastics, oh, I, love the and, I love the swimming. Yeah. See, I, I just can't get into that. Um, but that's maybe because I didn't learn how to swim until I was in high school over. You're at the a, terrible, yeah, school. You're a terrible swimmer. With Patreon subscriber Zach Epley, by the way, and you hey, can't if dive. you think I'm a third, yeah, well, that's different than swimming. Swimming is one thing. Diving, I am. You have to dive into diver. the pool to start swimming, unless you're going to do the backstroke. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not any good at swimming either. I cannot drown, so that's one. That, that's a, that's that's a one positive. But other than that. Oh, no, I, I, uh, the Olympics, I give it a, eh, you know, I, I, I could take it or leave it. How about that? It definitely is not tickling my bones. Yeah. I don't, I, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I, like, I don't get really about the Olympic, like gymnastics. I, I, it's not my thing. Um, like I don't understand how any of the scoring works. Like I'm watching Simone Biles the other night and like, she does like 14 flips through the air and then like falls off the pad and almost falls yeah, down. I saw that it's too. Like, and then she still gets like a, the highest score. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, you know, then I watch some other girl and they're like, she gets a 7.5 for execution. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. Um, so basically like the skateboarding, like they were like that. And I'm just like, I don't like, what are they even doing? Like, they're like, like, how is this, how this, this one kid just took a selfie, put his phone in his pocket and is listening to AirPods and like competing in the Olympics. So I'm with you on some of that stuff, but I do enjoy Like, I really <laughs> like this. I really like the swimming. I really like, uh, I really like track and field. Um, but the rest of it, I'm kind of with you. Like, well, and some, I was going to say, like, I'll watch, um, I, I'll, I'll casually follow the tennis. I'll watch the golf. Um, the basketball. So like, obviously the sports that I like, I'll watch the Olympic sports, soccer. I'll, I'll get into the soccer. Um, but in track and field is probably the one, the track stuff is probably the one thing that I'll watch during the Olympic time that I wouldn't normally turn on on a weekend. Right. All the other stuff like basketball, I'm going to watch basketball, whether it's the Olympics or not. And tennis, I'll watch the major tournaments and golf. I'll watch golf. Right. You know, so if it's the Olympics, it's just cool, a little bit cooler because you're cheering for your country and a guy, um, you know, kind of like the Ryder Cup, if you will. But other than that, I'm not, you know, like all these other events that they try to make prime time. And it's just like I, I, I don't even need these once every four years you know i don't, I don't need these. Yeah. <laughs> no, i watched like i i watched like a little bit of a water polo game and was extremely impressed like, like you know just like geez these people are like insane it's like they're treading water for an entire match you know yeah. like oh, yeah. Crazy. Not, yeah. you know like i was watching like we watched we like caught a little bit of badminton and it was just nuts watching them for about three minutes and you're just like okay like, i was gonna, <laughs> like, I was know, gonna like, give the same example i was like ooh, badminton let's check this out and you're like oh this is cool this is cool and then like two points in i'm like oh, these points are going kind of long like how, <laughs> you know like yeah, how does anybody like, yeah, score? i don't really care about this you all know, right like, what else is that yeah um <laughs> the one thing that like the one thing that kind of made me angry is like we're watching the softball the other night and uh um 
it's in the like the softball and baseball field that had to be together, right? So I saw that. you know, and and I'm just thinking to myself, like, there isn't a single softball field in all fucking Tokyo that they could have just went and played on. Like, you know, like there are no fans. Like there gotta yeah, be a right. softball field somewhere in Tokyo to go play on. You don't have it's to play on a baseball field, right? Also, why the hell did you have to build a baseball stadium? Tokyo's got like four like Japanese league teams on it. I saw Mr. Baseball. Like they got they, <laughs> they've got stadiums. Why did they build a, a brand new baseball stadium for the Olympics? And the fields are immaculate. You can't even spit on them. You know, I mean, they got to be in good shape. Yeah, that but, one guy uh, was watching that one softball player. She had a hole in her swing. Yeah, she did. She did that shoot though. Uh, <laughs> What a great, what a great underrated movie. Oh, it's amazing. Um, but no, it reminded me of another, watching that softball game reminded me of another underrated movie. It reminded me of when the, when the Bad News Bears played in the Astrodome and they had that space <laughs> fence all there. Let them play. Yeah. Let them play. my head. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, what? How did we not just like... Well, that's what's dumb about the Olympics, too, is they got to build. They go to all these places where they have to build all of these arenas and stadiums and stuff. And it's like we can't just use what what the Japanese major leagues was using. But the golf course that they built in Rio is gone. Right. It's just. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, there's like six people in Brazil play golf. You You know, I mean, I'm sure it's more than that, but. They built them, you know, they didn't have to build a brand new golf course for it, but they did. And that's part of, you know, so anyway. What, 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 where, uh, where are they playing the golf, uh, in Tokyo? Do you know? No, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to look. Um, I got the golf channel on one of the TVs right now. They got live from the, uh, the Olympics going here. Um, but I do not know what the course is, if they built it or if they, if this was a one they previously had. So, uh, so you want, you're we'll find that. Your boy what? Bryson out of the out of the Olympics though, huh? Yeah, and John Rahm testing positive again. I mean, what the John hell's going Rahm, on? Maybe John Rahm, like maybe John Rahm's patient zero. Maybe he started this. <laughs> could be. Could be. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we'll wrap this up here, and then we'll find out what that golf course is, and we'll uh, we'll send it out in the Discord group to all of our Patreon subscribers uh, after the show here. Uh, in, in the bonus podcast, we got some more uh, high school softball uh, high school mm-hmm. softball umpiring uh, issues that uh, that we're going to talk about. So that's in the bonus podcast for you subscribers. And we're also going to break down the three A boys baseball state tournament. We got Waverly Shellrock and Winterset in the same bracket could meet each other in the you know, uh, state championship. You know the last time that Waverly and Winterset were in the state baseball tournament in the same year. Two thousand two. Two thousand one. Your junior year. Yeah. Because remember, Pete was yelling at me after I let that ball go oh, through my yeah, legs. Yeah, that would have been my senior year. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that my senior year they made state. Pete was yelling, "Nice, nice play, Emmert!" As a ball rolled through my legs, and the the only air I made all year, only air I Tapping. made in right field, that ball goes right through my damn legs, and I was like, "Ah, shit." <laughs> Uh, great. Hey, you know what? They get to play. The, we're we're gonna wrap. We, we got to wrap this up. But uh, real quick, they get three A and four A are playing at Dwayne Banks uh, in Iowa City this year. Yeah, um, that's it's right. kind of a cool Wednesday night to see the Huskies. So yeah, yeah kind it, of a cool it, treat. 
better well, than yeah, playing in Carroll or wherever the hell you guys were. We were in Carroll. The 1A and 2A are back in Carroll this year. They had a thing on the news about it. So, Yeah. The 10 o'clock news. It was actually the 6 o'clock news. So, Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, hot down o'clock. here. They were, they're pretty worried about the heat down here. I don't know. What's, a, what's, a, what's, a light, what's it like up there for you guys? You guys getting this heat wave or not? Oh, yeah. It's been hot and humid. It's been, uh, it's been slapping weather outside for sure. We had our class reunion on Saturday night at the Waverly Area Veterans Post, and it was probably 95 degrees inside that place. And then it was grill your own steak. So Chris Priest and I go into the grill room, and we're just sweating our asses off over a hot grill. And I was literally sweating all night. It was cooler outside than it was inside, and it was hot. Did you guys call, did you guys call 911 from that grill or not? No, but the rumor has it, Chris Priest had so much fun that he forgot to close his bar tab. So you'll probably see that on the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> it's just, that's stealing. That's stealing. Yeah. Just like he I'm stole sure. my shirt. He's a stand-up guy. I'm sure he settled it uh, Settled it the next day. But anyway, when we get to the Chris Priest portion of the of the podcast you know it's time to wrap it up it's been time to wrap it up for 10 minutes here but this is what happened so okay well well, we uh we got a big weekend here on the podcast it's our annual retreat down to the big city i was just gonna say next week we'll have to uh give a recap of the big city weekend for the we have high expectations podcast i've got expectations for this weekend and they're pretty high we will break down the Wolf Umbrella match from Friday afternoon at Jester Park. So bring cash, Brad. We we don't we don't use Venmo anymore. Bring cash. I got my quarters for snakes. I thought we were playing snakes. Oh no, we we're way beyond quarters, Brad. We're way Oh beyond. man. We start at a dollar a point and it really doesn't get fun until it's four bucks a point. So that's what things like good. So, okay, yep, we'll get, we'll, but we'll figure out whatever you're comfortable with. We want to make sure you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever unit, whatever oh, yeah. unit you're comfortable with. Ooh, this golf course looks beautiful. Look at all those trees. Don't ruin it for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right, we'll see you later, Drewski. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with a recap of the retreat weekend in the big city.